Podcast One production. Hi, I'm Nat Kringudis. And I'm Cecilia Ramsdale. Welcome to The Wellness Collective, a podcast where we invite you to be part of our wellness community to share, learn and live better. Welcome to another episode of The Wellness Collective. We thought it's been a little while, Mm. you and I, since we just had an organic chat. I'm glad you said organic. <laughs> I don't know where you were going. Hey, well, uh, no, really, true. because yeah. well, often what happens is we get into the studio and we have this debrief. <laughs> we haven't seen each other for a week or so. Mm-hmm. We have this debrief of all of the things, all of the pressures, all of the stuff that's going on. We get it all out. Yep. And then we think to ourselves, that would have been excellent conversation. <laughs> it because, because it's real life stuff. And mm-hmm. what we've recognised is that it can look sheeny, shiny, super pretty. Yep. But we've all got the same level of, may I say crap, going on in the background that we don't really talk about. That's right. So today's episode, you and I decided we were just going to have a chat about keeping it real. Like, no... Yes, That's right. Mm-hmm. Now, this came about really because a few weeks ago you came in here and you were you're a little bit flustered and you, I mean, you have got a big persona on <laughs> social media, which takes a lot of maintaining. And I mean, that's a job in itself, really. You've even got someone to help do that. Mm-hmm. But people can start to think that maybe that's reality. And what you were saying was you didn't feel so good that day and someone had sent you a message saying, what was it, something about you and Chris being at the gym and having the perfect oh, life. Yes. And, and so it made you realise that actually we need to debunk this. I think so because that's exactly right. Sorry, you had to spark my memory because there is a <laughs> lot of messages that come through and we should talk about that as well. But yes, that's exactly what someone was saying that, oh, you're so lucky, you know, you get to do this together and I am lucky. I know that. I'm very fortunate. Just like I think we all can find something that we yeah, uh, gratitude. can be grateful for. But it's not all that always. And, you know, it can look like, A, it can look like, you know, I love exercising and it's all wonderful and I get there every time and it's just so good. And and reality is that, you know, probably I, I've pulled my hair out at work and the reason that I get myself to the gym is because if I don't, I'll probably punch someone or something. Hopefully <laughs> right? not a client. But that it did look perfect on the outside and it was so far from that, especially on that given day. Yep. And that part of the reason that I go to CrossFit is because my husband organises me to go, not because I actually love CrossFit, because he actually steps up and goes, okay, let's get the kids looked after, I'll arrange mm-hmm. some dinner and let's go and do this for the sake of both of our sanity. Like That's right, and doing something together. Totally, but we have this idea and I, I guess anyone that's got any type of presence on social, actually I think anybody. Oh, well, I don't think it has necessarily that much to do with social media. It's probably amplified with social media because you can see... Um, you know, what's going on with everybody else that they're putting out there. We'll go into that a little bit later because I did a bit of research okay. on uh, some of the statistics mm-hmm. about that mm-hmm. and it is quite interesting. Mm-hmm. But I think it's very easy to make that assumption about, you know, Anyone. anyone's life. I um, Well, because we don't walk into a room generally to, a, you know, a group of people that we don't know and start whinging about how bad life is, <laughs> do we? You know, you wouldn't walk into the, we're here you know, mm. into the staff room or the coffee area or whatever and randomly start whinging to someone I don't know. Uh, no, not generally. But I think <laughs> the people that we do know, that we think we know quite well, and especially when it comes to relationships, you just don't know what's going on oh. between two people. Absolutely. It's impossible to know. Mm. 
and and also people are prepared to kind of divulge different levels of information about themselves. I mean, I've had friends that have said to me, oh, you know, I don't like Christmas or something, but I'll tell you about it one day. And you sort of think, well, you just have to respect the fact that there's something there and, and, you know, now I know you don't like Christmas, so... I won't give you a Christmas card. Um, <laughs> but I think it <laughs> can... you know what I mean? You know, I think we look at other people and we see all the wins. We see all yes, the successes. Yes. We see, you know, it's the whole, oh, yeah, I'm a, you know, 15-year overnight success. Like those sorts of things make you feel a little bit more normal. But <laughs> I think that this is what we see. This is what we put out there. Whereas, you know, you might have had 15 fails before you got your one success. That's right. But no one's talking about the 15 fails necessarily. Hey, the person who I reckon does the best, best um, kind of assessment of this in the whole world is Celeste Barber. Have you seen her? Oh, my goodness. I am obsessed with that woman. <laughs> she is hilarious. Okay, we're reaching out to you, Celeste. Hang on. We want you to I'm be get on, on this podcast. I'm going to get on Instagram. You know, this is what she does. Yeah. She gets on Instagram. Well, go on then. Yeah, yeah. I'm this... on Instagram right now. Okay. And what Celeste does is she puts a call out. She says, hey... Celeste Do you know Barber? Celeste Barber? <laughs> and would you like to come on the show? Or how do I get in contact with her? Or whatever it is. So, you know, we're here at Podcast One and I'm just putting it out there. That's right. That she should come on our show. Now, the reason is, if you haven't seen Celeste Barber, she has, um, oh, I don't know how many followers on Instagram, a lot. She's a comedian. I think she's based in Sydney in Australia. And she, uh, a while ago, decided to take the piss out of celebrity shots. Yes. And the way she does it, if you haven't seen it, is she has her own Instagram account. She'll take a photo of, say, the Kardashians or Beyonce or, you know, a model for Vogue and she does her own version. (laughs) But they're freaking hilarious. Because Celeste is a regular person, right? She isn't airbrushed and she wears big undies, like nana undies instead of like the little skimpies and she's even roped in her friends and her family and her husband and and I just think Her husband who's known as... What? Hot husband. Hot husband. Oh, and look, you're just putting you're putting the uh, other people who share our studio on Instagram as well. It's very kind of you, your hot husband. So um, I just think it is amazing because what she's doing is she's breaking down this whole concept of my life isn't good enough because I'm not like Beyonce and I ain't got that booty. Well, no, that's ridiculous. You are regular. You're we a regular it. person. Yes. And you can dance like Beyonce and it is as brilliant, if not more brilliant. And we're just open. She just opens up the conversation. Absolutely. I love this. Mm. So I kind of think it's important that you have this conversation because you, you have a public persona. I mean, I don't have a public persona so much, wow. but I like to put things on, on social media that make me feel happy. And I figure if other people think they're fun and interesting, well, then that's great. So, you know what's actually interesting? Mm-hmm. If I put something on social media that is not that, yes. I get flooded with, are you okay? You know, I get phone, I, yes. Really? And yeah, this has happened to me a Do few tell. times where I've put something out there to, in, to suggest that I'm having a bad day mm. or it hasn't, you know, gone to plan. Or And I, honestly, people get really concerned, which is lovely, but it's no different. It's just because I've put it out there. But it's no different to any other day where, you know, you've had good bits and bad Mm, bits. So mm. it's amplified in either direction, I think. Yeah, well, it's interesting that you say that. So I went and had a look for some information about how social media particularly um, was affecting our health. Now, I found this really great article on the BBC's website and you can go and have a look at it. It's from earlier this year and there's lots of kind of statistics and information about where they've got their sources, which was good too. And they covered a whole lot of stuff about how it affects stress, mood, anxiety, 
anxiety, depression, sleep, addiction, self-esteem. But I think self-esteem is the big one, right? Mm -hmm. Because what can happen in this world that we've created is you are comparing or you can be comparing yourself to this image that people have put out there of themselves, which is just false. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like I think there's always been that thing of people being worried about young women particularly comparing themselves to, um, you know, models yes. and airbrushed ladies that spend Unrealistic the whole time in the gym and have like, amazing yes. genes and all that kind of stuff. But we've really brought it back home to a level where it's it's everybody, isn't it? It could be someone you went to school with who's got two children and an amazing house and looks like their life is perfect and all of a sudden you start going, well, mine's mine's not quite the way it seems there. Mm. So we need to be keeping it real, right? Totally. I think two things are interesting about that because if I look at something like Facebook and I use Facebook for Mm -hmm. a marketing tool, Facebook want you to have a positive experience, right? When you're trying to use Facebook to your advantage for advertising, you can't use negative language. You can't use if you want people to see it. So it uses an algorithm to create a happy experience whilst you're on Facebook to release endorphins, to make it addictive, to make you keep watching and searching. Uh So I find that a little bit contradictory in the sense that people are having a different experience to what they're actually trying to create. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. But I can see how that happens. So, you know, it's quite interesting because I guess it also depends on how your brain's wired and what you look for and what you see in something. And, you know, there would be people that I guess would be really happy to see the person with the house and the car and the Mm -hmm. kids and the dog and whatever. Mm. And there's also the other person that's like, well, I want that and I don't have that. So I guess it's an envy element. Correct. That's, you know, very much probably where you're at in your life and what's going on yes. for you. and what you're feeling on that day. And what you're feeling on that day, I think absolutely. Have you ever been to a wedding and felt utterly miserable, like as a younger person? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes, definitely. So this is the example of it, right? Mm. I remember going to one wedding and... Um, Oh, I wasn't even someone that I knew particularly well. <laughs> you just went for the food. No, it was just like a family friend. <laughs> she yeah, went. She for just the created food. her own version of wedding crushes. And people. You, I did. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but um, it's amazing how you can feel so isolated in a room full of love. Mm. And I think perhaps we've created this thing. So we need more real pictures. I will say I'm guilty though. The other day I went to take a photo of beautiful sky. The weather was amazing. Um, autumn day in Melbourne, and Melbourne does a really good autumn sky. It let does, me tell you. Actually, ya. yes. So I did a little bit of a selfie, and then I went to put it on Instagram, and I looked at it, and I was like, "I look like I've got a tortoise neck <laughs> from the angle that I took right, it." Right, yes, happens. So I deleted it, and then I thought, "Okay, so that was I, the wrong thing to do, wasn't it?" Well, sometimes owning it. So here's something for you. Mm. I'll be very transparent. Good. The other day, I was on. Instagram live and I was talking all about endometriosis because it's been a hot topic as of late Mm -hmm. and I was making the kids lunches and I went to start to do the live. Endometriosis sandwiches? Mm, That'd be a bit funky. I went to start to do the live and part of me went, oh, white sourdough, ham, not a good look. (laughs) Judgment. Judgment. Yeah, right. right. So I went to go, no, you know what, back up and then I thought, no, stuff it. 
Yeah, I'm going to put it out there because that's actually what the kids are having today because it's Friday. There is nothing else in the house and I think it's actually better to send them with food than have them starve. Also, so, I don't think a ham sandwich is is like, you know, neglecting so your children. Well wait. So yes. well, wait. So I start the live and sure as the sun Straight shines, someone's, someone jumps on and says, white bread and ham, sodium, sodium overload or something, right? <laughs> And I was like, oh, yeah, there it is. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thanks for pointing that out. So it was really interesting because my insecurities were confirmed. Yes. People are watching all the time. But at the end of the day, I'm a human being. I'm a mum. I'm doing my best job and I'm trying to help other people too. So I, you know, if you own something, it just is what it is, right? So I'm like, yeah, yeah, the kids have got sourdough ham sandwiches because that's all there is. Yep. And, you know, again, though, what people don't know is that I have a son with a genetic condition who can have so much salt, it's not funny, and he still can't have enough of it. Yeah. So, you know, we make these assumptions. We love to call people out. Oh, well, I don't know why that makes us feel good, but we love to call people out. And uh, As a hypocrite, you mean? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Especially when when you're trying to guide people into a way of life and give them tips to live a healthier and And better life. And you know what is the most ironic out of all of that is if you had endometriosis, there's no way I'd be advocating for you to be having sourdough bread each and every day. Like I just wouldn't. <laughs> that gluten wouldn't be a good idea. Mm. But this is the, that's not what we were there to talk about. No, and, no. and it was just really interesting because what I actually said on the live was, well, what you're not seeing is the cucumbers and the tomatoes and everything else that I'm packing into these kids' lunchbox. Mm. But it's interesting that you've noticed that and it's great that you've pointed that out, that I can have this conversation to say, well, yes. you know, if, yes, gluten is inflammatory. Should we have a lot of it? No, we shouldn't. But this is just today... This is just what's happening this today. Is the world. This is the world we live in. I think it's interesting, though, that there seems to be this real kind of culture of justification that has evolved. Like anyone in the media or politics or sport or let's have a look at the, the cricketers, for example, mm-hmm. right? They, they make one mistake, which in the greater scheme of things, they tampered with a ball with a bit of sandpaper it's not the end of the world. It's the end of I'm their trying, careers, yes, essentially. It's not funny, but it's I'm trying the end of the when world you break it down them, like that, yes. But the way it was handled and the way the reaction to it was just quite crazy. Um, and these guys, I mean, I think you saw the raw emotion yes. when, when they, they had to face the media to, to look into it. But we've, we've seemed to have created this world where everyone needs to justify w- the choices that they've made, and especially if you're in a public life. But even so, like just recently I had it on a more personal level where someone came to me, one of my friends came to me about something, and she really upset me. Anyway, I'm not going to go into it. But the, the fact was I for a couple of days I mulled it over mm. and it made me realise that, that I hadn't done anything wrong and it was the way she was looking at it and I thought, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to justify it. Good I don't have to justify yes. it because I think that's the thing that, that that we're in this situation where a lot of people are just looking to call you out on stuff. Absolutely. And, and what is it about? I want to talk about that more, mm. but let's have a short break quickly because, well, we need to. <laughs> Let people have a toilet break and we will be back after this short break. This episode of The Wellness Collective, there's just the two of us. 
You know why? Because we are keeping it real. Because <laughs> we, we are the biz. <laughs> we are the Wellness Collective mm-hmm. in here. You are definitely part of the Wellness Collective and thank you so much for being part of it. We have said before, look, there's so many podcasts out there and especially in the wellness world, but we really feel like you're part of our family and we love, love the feedback that you give us and the reviews and, and just for being part of it. it. We do yes. appreciate we lo- it. I love it when we get, and we're talking social media and have been, mm-hmm. but when I get messages saying, you know, I listen to you every day on the way to work and you've changed my life and the way that I see things and that's, we're not here to preach, we're just here to talk and share information. Information is power, right? Make life a bit better, easier, Mm. happier. That's right. (laughs) Better. (laughs) You were just talking about Mm. before the break. Yes. You know, the stress and the pressure that often we put on ourselves when it's not actually us, it's it's somebody else projecting onto us. And how how do we... Work out whether it's them or it's us or what do we do with that? I don't know. I think part of it comes down to actually also looking at what else is going on for you in that moment. Mm -hmm. Like, are you actually stressed about something else and this is triggering you? And, you know, are you buying into stress? Are you choosing stress because... If you're the person who is projecting or if you're receiving. Because you can't, you can't, no, well, probably both. But I'm saying (laughs) in that you were telling the story about how someone had, you know, you'd had a conversation and it was kind of them, not you, but you feel... Oh, you do. You feel terrible. terrible. You think, why have I upset this person? Sure. What have I done? And you go through every conversation you've had and every mm-hmm. action you did for the last, you know, week or so and analyse it. Mm, absolutely. So this is what I'm saying, you know, are you stressed about something else? What else is playing in? Mm. Can you actually stop and get that perspective and ask yourself, am I actually worried and stressing about something that doesn't warrant it? If you haven't done anything, you know, mm. but, but we, we buy into it because we're stressed already and our body's not functioning well and we're not sleeping properly and we're burning the candle at both ends and we're kind of, it's this accumulation of all these other things mm. that can lead to one little little cherry on top that it's like, you know. Well, it was interesting in that situation because I, I told uh, my husband what had happened and he went, well, you can either buy into that mm-hmm. or you can ignore it. Mm-hmm. And I went, okay. And it took me maybe 24 hours and I thought, no, all right, I've dealt with that. Yeah. I'm moving on. But it's just a simple shift in perspective. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you can have the ability to move past that and it's not like you don't care anymore. It changes the dynamic it completely altogether. changes so the dynamic. But that's the same as what I was saying before. If you own something yes. as opposed to resisting it, yes. you know, um, I never forget. Uh, Talk about the clinic. Uh, this is what I was about to say to you. Is that, <laughs> did you know? Have I no. told this story before? Oh, uh, you know, there are certain times people say to me mm-hmm. all the time, mm-hmm. how do you do everything that you do? Yes. Now, first of all, I'm no different to any other human being and I really don't want anyone to think that I am. Secondly, I don't do everything. I have a team of people that help me. And thirdly, I drop the freaking ball all the freaking time. Like I, but the, but it wasn't until I started to own that. I used to resist that. I used to think, oh my goodness, that's not, that's not a great leader. That's not a great mo- role model. If you're dropping the ball, mm. that's not, that's not okay oh, because no, that's I what I was is. led to believe, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the pressure that we put on ourselves. The minute I stepped in and owned that and I mm. did it in a workplace situation where I had dropped the ball and I hadn't been there for staff and they were like, you know, lost and didn't have direction, mm. that I walked in there one day to a staff meeting and I basically stood up and I said, guys, I'm so sorry, I've dropped the ball. Mm. And then everything does just dissolved from there because yes. you own it. Whereas if you resist it and you're like, I haven't dropped the ball. I'm trying to do everything I can in this moment. I'm trying to... Da, 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 da. Especially in that voice. Yeah, that voice is the best. Yeah. But, you know, this is what we often do. Mm-hmm. And I think, can we just own stuff? Like, you know, when it happens. 
I think it. if you do that to, um, it puts it into perspective a bit, makes mm. you realise that, you know, the thing that you were really worked up about that perhaps wasn't uh, as important as you thought. Mm. I also think too, people's reactions, like going back to social media or even just in conversation, and especially as a parent, if you're raw and open about, truthful about oh, your experiences, yes. Other people can identify with that so much more than than if you're out there projecting this idea that you everything is perfect, so, nothing to look at here. I'm the duck where the legs are going hell for leather under the water, and I look beautiful on top. No, because no one is like that. So I've learnt mm. when I see that now. Yes, just based on speaking to enough people, enough patients, enough friends, enough family, mm. that if I see that. Now I know that that's just not, <laughs> nobody yeah. has it all going on all of the time. That is not real yep. at all. Yep. And then alarm bells actually do ring. If I look at that that family or those that couple, I think, oh, there's, mm. there's something going on there that I don't know about because nobody has that. So to project that it's perfect all of the time is just completely ridiculous because mm. that's not how the world works. Well, I think we can identify with each other's foibles better too, right? Isn't it better to to say, oh, gosh, I can't believe I did this, blah, 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 and you own it, mm. and then other people come on board and go, I did that too, oh, my goodness. It's like um, I had an experience, <laughs> I think it was last year, where I had a great new pair of vintage shoes that I'd bought and... Um, they were gorgeous, but they were not appropriate for walking through coals with a basket full of groceries, <laughs> and I fell over. Oh, my gosh. I had kidding? a fall. Had a fall. Oh, my goodness. Um, and, of course, the staff came running because they didn't want to get sued. Fair enough. wasn't going to sue them. It was the shoes, not the not the supermarket's fault. But I fell on my butt. I sprained my ankle. Stuff went everywhere. It was mortifying as a grown person to be in that situation. And my first reaction was, I have to get on Facebook and tell everybody that I've done this because it's going to make me feel like, you know, a real person. I didn't. I resisted it. But then everybody <laughs> I told, I, everyone I saw, I told that. I, and they were just, everyone just laughed. And I was like, exactly, because it was funny. It was so embarrassing at the time. But I put those shoes in the op shop. Oh, you're bin, hilarious. By the way. Cause what happens if you did get on social media and you did put that out there and no one replied? <laughs> This happens, right, though? Yeah, right. We put stuff on social media hoping for a reaction. Yeah. Because it's kind of like a new way of communicating. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, no one cares. <laughs> but I think what you say, though, about it being um, if it's a positive thing. Yes. If I'd said it was a, a, a positive experience, then maybe... Um, it's interesting, though, because it happens. It People is. People check back in and they use that as a, you know, I mean, we all use social media for all different yeah, types of yeah. reasons, don't we? Hey, um, I want to just go through a couple of the statistics oh, that yeah, I found sorry. about. That's all right. So 3 billion people, around 40% of the world's population use social media online. 40%. Yeah, of the world. And that's half a million tweets and Snapchat photos shared every minute. Oh, my heavens. Yep. So that's a lot. 
And a lot of people that are doing stuff, well, everybody really, you don't I put am, a great deal of thought into what you, you're putting out I'm there. I'm so glad that this was not a thing when I was a teenager. <gasps> I know. <laughs> well, we talked to Lael Stone. There is no record. <laughs> no. Well, this is the thing. We talked to Lael Stone in another episode, which you can, if you haven't already listened to, go and have a listen to because this is a real thing. We talked to her about teenagers and, you know, talking to them about sexuality and stuff and, and what they're exposed to. And it's just a whole, whole other world. And if it's going off that many times, half a million tweets every minute, there's no filter, Mm. is there? Mm -mm. Um, Now, stress. Here's a good one. So people use social media to vent about everything from customer service to politics. And have you noticed lately that there's a lot of people just being lazy and looking for recommendations? (laughs) 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 Facebook seems to become a thing where people go, can anyone recommend a dog sitter, restaurant to have That's dinner so for my anniversary, yes, um, place it's to used. buy a pot plant. It's used for many things, isn't it? How I funny. I just think that's so funny. So, but what what that, the... Um, the impact of, of the complaining is you can sometimes um, have just like a stream of stress that you, you start reading mm. and you can engage with that. So if mm. you're already feeling like that, it can then exacerbate oh, and those it can, feelings it compl- altogether. It completely creates a platform to attack somebody as well because, oh, you know, yeah. our old keyboard warrior friends over there will be very happy to write horrible things because they're not having a face-to-face conversation with somebody. Well, that's right. At least you can resolve that. Mm. Um, there was a survey done in the States... Uh, by the Pew Centre in Washington, D.C. I can't speak. Washington, D.C. They surveyed 1,800 people and women reported being more stressed than men and Twitter was found to be a significant contributor because it increased their awareness of other people's stress. Hmm. Well, I know that if I ever want to find anything out, I would go to Twitter. Like, you know... You come away feeling stressed. So there was about maybe six months ago... Yeah. There was an alarm going off in the bay at 5am in the morning. Yeah. It was really loud. Apparently it was heard as far as like nearly your way. Mm. But it was really, really loud. It was like a warning and it was like five sounds and then, a you know, nothing and then five sounds. Anyway, so what do you do? You get on Twitter to find out what's going on. Mm. And sure enough, yeah, there was some alarm that was going off for some reason. I can't remember now. There you go. But I think Twitter is, I definitely feel like Twitter's not a positive it's not negative as such. Well, maybe it is, but I think it's uh, Facebook is much more of a positive experience than something like Twitter. Yeah, isn't that interesting yeah. though? Yeah. Um, in terms of mood, in 2014, researchers in Austria found that participants reported lower moods after using Facebook for 20 minutes compared to those who had just been on the internet. Hmm. There you go. So maybe that comes down to the FOMO thing. Yes. You know, a little bit of, oh, you know, my, my children aren't as pretty. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> my dog isn't as nice. <laughs> my, my garden doesn't look as good and my get... holidays are terrible. Yes, you got a promotion. I didn't. <laughs> your dinner That's looks right. way better than mine. I have FOMO over your... <laughs> oh, yeah, the dinner ones. That was a... St- you could write a whole PhD on the, the movements within social media. There was definitely the food movement. Yes. Right now we're in the recommendation yeah. movement. <laughs> so, but the interesting thing is this um, article says a good or a bad mood can also spread between people on social media. So, of course. Because it's like, yeah. Yeah. There was another bit that I thought was really interesting talking about anxiety and social media. Okay, so a study published in the Journal of Computers and Human Behaviour, doesn't that sound like a good Mm -hmm. thing to read? They found that people who report using 
seven or more social media platforms. I didn't even know there were seven. Who's got time for seven? I don't know. But they were more than three times as likely as people using none to two platforms to have high levels of general anxiety symptoms. Hmm. But maybe that comes down to trying to update seven <laughs> forms of social media. <laughs> and your phone media. not actually being able to handle updating no, you, all seven apps at once. Your battery just goes flat. So there's all these interesting mm. kind of statistics about... Um, you know, things like the quality of the interaction you have with the people online, I guess the the things that happen to pop up in your feed, the people who you see. The peer pressure. But then there's also this, the flip side of um, it can be quite supportive. So, mm. I mean, I don't know about you, but I do have a few friends on social media um, who are real friends, you know, um, who have had struggles with anxiety and depression in the past and they will have episodes and they will get on Facebook and they will say, I'm having a bad day, right. this is what's happening, and then and all of a sudden there will be yes. this rush of support for them. And I think, you know, in times gone by, or even if they weren't on the computer, then that support is just not there mm. at all. So, mm. I mean, there's definitely the flip side Absolutely. to it. Absolutely. Yep. Totally. That is keeping it real. I actually like that aspect of I, it. Yeah, I agree as well. Mm. Do, do you buy into the peer pressure of social media, as in, you know, changing mm. your profile pic, putting this overlay on top to, you know? Yeah, see, that's quite interesting, isn't it? No. No, I don't either. No. I never do. No. So I think, you know, I know that we've talked a lot about social media, but I think in, in the grand scheme of things, you know, it's about keeping it real. Totally. <laughs> you know, how can we come back to keeping it real? What do we do in those times that we are feeling uh-huh. overwhelmed and anxious? Maybe we walk away. Maybe we actually put down the social media and pick up the phone and ring a friend, mm-hmm. you know? Do we have to be relying on social media to make ourselves feel better? Is it doing that? Is it having that outcome? But I also think that at the end of the day, coming back to just that realisation that we're all human. Yes. That that the same things that make you tick potentially somehow make me tick and maybe in a slightly different way, but we all have the same need. We mm-hmm. all have the same wants. We all have the same, you know, desires to be loved. <laughs> totally. But you know, what what goes up comes down and vice versa oh, and that's that's okay. And that we're all we're all doing that all the time. And I think just to create that healthy conversation, the one thing that people say to me all the time about my social media is mm. thank you so much for keeping it real. Thank you so much for getting on Insta stories and yeah. just being silly and doing dumb things and you know, and that make it just makes it normal. And I think that the more that we can do that, the yeah. better we're actually all gonna feel. I think so too. And you gotta have those people like you. <laughs> in my life and you have those friends that'll tell you something funny and you just it makes all the other things drop away well you know good on you (laughs) (laughs) hey thanks for joining us for uh, an episode where it was just us yeah but we really wanted to talk about this because we keeping it real is important and Celeste Barber if you're listening come on let's talk about it we love it yeah or at least leave us a rating (laughs) gosh (laughs) you and your rating she's addicted hey uh, until next episode we hope this one has left you feeling happier healthier and better. Bye. Bye.